Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and I'm so excited to be with you today. This is such a, a good day. Hey, check it out. Today is day 13,301. Isn't that crazy? It's, you know what's so great about that is the one. It's not the 13,300. It's the one, because that's what we all can claim today. So whether you're 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, if you've got today, it sure beats the heck out of the days we weren't living a sober life. And today I'm so stoked because the last couple of weeks, you know, I've been on this fitness journey of transformation from the inside out. And I have someone I just love. We have been to friends on Instagram for at least a couple of years now. And, and she didn't know that I was as big a fan of hers as she is of me. But you're going to love Alex. You're going to love her energy. You're going to love to follow her on, on Instagram because Alex has taken her personal recovery and transformed it into a physical, a, a physical indication of wellness. You, you see her wellness from the outside. But you have to understand, and it's what we're going to discuss today, transformation with Alex. It's It started from the inside, which is what we don't see, but it's the most intriguing thing about her. So I'm going to give her a moment to introduce herself, let, her, let you know how you can uh, follow her on Instagram. And then we're going to talk about becoming well and transforming from the inside out. Alex, hello, how are you today? I'm amazing. Thank you so much again for uh, for having me. I know I already told you, you know, you've been um, just, uh, just a pleasure and, you know, really uh, one of those um, true power of examples in the community, in the Instagram uh, recovery community, you know. Uh, so you can find me only on Instagram because addiction is real. So social media addiction yeah. is very real with me, you know, once an addict, always an addict. Uh, but uh, so I am only active on Instagram. Um, my personal handle is Alexi Talbot, A-L-E-X-Y-T-A-L-B-O-T underscore healthy XXL. A lot of people often ask me what the healthy XXL stands for, um, you know, and I think uh, in our discussion today, that'll be coming out. I am, um, you know, on a broader journey towards healthy living life large. Um, that broader journey encompasses all my journeys, my recovery journey, my weight loss, what was then my weight loss journey to today, my um, fitness journey and, uh, you know, my single motherhood journey, all my journeys under one umbrella, right? My, my optimal goal here is to um, live life large, um, as healthy as I can be, you know? So that's, you know, that's and, why I'm healthy XXL. You know, and, and that covers so many aspects of who we are, what we do. Um, 
And you're not a novice. You've been around for a few years. What is your sobriety date? Okay, so I actually don't call it. And if you've sat with me in a, in a Zoom room, you will know this. I always started out like that. It is not my sobriety date. It's not my clean date. It's not my dry date. It is absolutely my rebirth date. Um, again, it. we're going to talk about recovery as a transformative process. My rebirth date is April 22nd, 2017. So I'm actually 1,981 days today. And it's just that one count. <laughs> I love I love the energy and folks, you can get an idea of why um, Alex and I are friends, because, you know, one of my goals, as 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 you know, is to help bring up the next generation. It's it's a lot of my responsibility. It's why I take the steps so seriously and recovery so seriously, because I'm accountable to Alex and to Lee and to Wendy and to Angie and to Tess and to Chaz and, and to even Scott who just celebrated 16 years the other day and, and individuals that God has introduced in my life. I have a responsibility to them because just like my sponsor, Jack, when he passed away, handed the mantle off to me and to others, I have a responsibility to Alex to be the best version of recovery possible because that I'm one of the examples that she will follow in her journey because we have a tendency to follow individuals who are doing things and we see their life working. And again, let's go back to that transformation. So Alex, there was a time, even, even after you were clean and sober, uh, or rebirth, right? I really appreciate that. From from when you got rebirth, that you began to look at your life in a broader sense, instead of just you no longer have alcohol and drugs, but but you sort of took your own inventory and what did you find? So if I wanna if I wanna sum it up in a nutshell, you know, and I never go back into the um, into the drunk log and and. and drug a log, you know, we've all been there, done that. There's a reason why yeah. we're both sitting here today uh, having this discussion, you know. Um, I think, you know, for me, definitely, like I was telling you before, right, um, greatest revelation of all time for me was um, on April 22nd, 2017, was in admonition to self. And that was the first time I was ever honest with myself. And I was finally out of my denial that I lived for for so long. Um, you know, that life that I previously lived no longer served a purpose. And the woman I once was completely ceased to exist from that moment forward, when I finally admitted to myself that I was freaking powerless. Mm -hmm. um, and that I had a fucking Oops, I'm gonna try not to swear because I respect you so much. Um, and, uh, and there's a few long timers here that have, have called me out on my, on my colorful language, you know, and I, I respect them so much in the rooms. I've grown so fond of them. Mind you, you know, I, I, at five months into the program, I was like, who the hell are you? And why are you telling me that dad? But I've actually grown <laughs> into the father that I never, the father that I never had. Right. But, um, you know, when I look back on it today, and if I, if I'm to sum it up, like just in a nutshell, you know, um, that woman that I once was at 225 pounds on April 22nd, 2017, 
was um, a direct reflection. You know, our outer selves are a direct reflection of our inner selves. I was done. I was haggard. You know, you guys can't see me because I know this is an audio podcast and not video. But um, I am 43 years old and people will do a double take when I start telling my story and telling them I'm a single mother to a teenage daughter. And, you know, I started using and boozing at the young age of 10. Um, And to go back to that, right, like starting to use and booze at the young age of 10, you know how we say and like in the big book, they talk about that invisible line. But it was a very fine line, right, where along that line, it went from recreational use and having the time of my life to daily habitual abuse. But it was fast and it was quick. And I, I, I had a 28 year run, you know, like that was my daily norm. It had become my identity by the end. It's what I prided myself on. You know, I could out drink you out, snort you out, fuck you out, out, out part of you you know yeah this is the stuff that i i glorified myself on and and it was my very you know we only know what we know yeah so having to started to use and booze like that at such a young age come to today now doing the work and realizing you know like i was telling you when i came into the rooms i thought i was just going in there you know to uh put a plug in the jug and, and stop picking up and that that i was going to call it a day little did i know the self-discovery journey and the transformation journey and the healing journey it would lead me on again right the drugs and alcohol never the problem going back in introspectively doing the reflection doing the work peeling the layers peeling every inch of myself to find out you know, what traumatic events in my life, what are the underlying issues, what I would, what are the voids that I was trying to fill, what underexpressed areas of myself was I trying to, to express, you know, so when I go back to, you know, in our recovery circles, we say we find ourselves in recovery, how could you find something you never lost, because I honestly did not know anything outside of, mind you, I was very successful academically, professionally, you name it, but, you know, drugging and drinking was my daily norm from such a young age. Yeah. You know, um, so, so when I look at it now, you know, that, that woman on April 22nd, 2017, completely done, completely defeated, um, done, done. I was, I was tired and, ha- you know, I look like a 50-year-old woman at 38. Now at 43, actually, you know, 25 year olds walk into the room and like (laughs) come to me right away. Right. Like I'm, I'm the young one. And then they're blown away thinking I was 30 and I'm telling them I'm 43, you know? Um, But yeah. So, so, you know, that, that, that woman represented um, a culmination of 28 years of substance abuse, a complete lack of self-respect for herself. Therefore, she didn't demand it or command it in return, nor did she give it in turn. A complete disregard for her health and wellness and her safety and security and that of her daughters. Stripped of any dignity she may have ever had. And, um, you know, by the end of it, um, not a care in the world, not even to take care of herself, right down to basic hygiene. You know, I was shitting and pissing myself by the end. It was... You know, I I didn't take care of myself. I could go days without showering. You know, I was walking around with gashes under my nose. I, I just completely let myself go. Yeah. No. And, you know, as, as you're chatting and sharing that um, part of your journey, 
I remember uh, back in the early 80s uh, being clinically diagnosed with the uh, addictive compulsive disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder. And, and I look at myself today and you know what? I still have obsessive compulsive disorder. It's just the things I do lend themselves to living, right? Instead of dying, you know, and, and it's like what we chatted about offline about how I'll tell people my middle name is more. It was more back then and it's more today. It's just that the more is a different kind of more, you know, so with all the fervency and energy and passion, you lived this life before your rebirth. You've now learned to live this life, but you 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 flipped the 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 script on the outcome. You, yeah. you flipped the script on the direction, and mm-hmm. and one of the things I really want to talk to you about because it's so you know near and dear to me as the father of, of four daughters. And, and married to Laura for decades, empowering women is so important to me because not, not only that, even in recovery, most of the people I work with are females and, mm-hmm. and men take longer because of, of, of ego and testosterone and never wanting to be wrong. And, and an easier audience for me is women and I seek to empower them as well. And that's really part of your journey, isn't it? Your commitment is not only to yourself, but you have an obligation, almost like an obligation to other women to say, this would happen to me. I'm not going to let this happen to you if I can do anything about it. Isn't that part of your journey? Mm-hmm. So funny enough that you should mention that. Um because first of all, like one, like you were saying, the more thing, right? And we were talking about it before, you know, um, I approach my, reco- my, my recovery is my life. It's absolutely my lifestyle, yeah. right? It's a lifestyle to me. I eat, live, breathe, sleep it um, on the daily, around the clock, you know, um, it is absolutely my life today. But, um, you know, so I just approach it with the same intensity as I would, you know, I chase my recovery like I was chasing that next high and drunk all the time. Um, by any means and lengths necessary. It's funny that you mentioned the power. Um, great paradox to me, you know. Um, I ceded my power and I claimed powerlessness on April 22nd, 2017. Yeah. And I ceded my power and turned my independence over to a power greater than myself to in turn receive my direct freedom, liberation, and emancipation and be empowered from that moment forward to make every empowering decision for myself thereafter. You know, so I always look at that that way, you know, I, I, I turned in my independence to be given my liberation. Yeah. Right. Um, so that, that, that to me is, that to me is very cool, you know, and when you were saying commitment to self, um, definitely for me, you know, and I'll always say it, um, it's, you know, on a daily basis, it's a, so I really like how you say that, that one, that number one, you know, at the end of our, at our, of our, of our time today, you know, because all we do have is today, right? I'm yeah. a newcomer at this every day that I'm so blessedly afforded another breath, another wake, another chance to rise and recover, you know? Yeah, I have, you know, um, five years, five months in, but I'm just at day one today. 
Yeah. Honestly. And, and that's how I approach it, you know, and um, it's a recommitment, a recommitment on a daily basis to my higher self and my higher power. You know, I, in, in 1952, and, I, and I've shared this before, 1952, Winston Churchill, uh, the great late Winston Churchill, um, said, everyone wants to learn, but no one wants to be taught. Caught. And I, you know, and I thought, you know, and you're, you're, you're a master of words and framing words and a grammarian. And, and, and when people like you and me hear that type of thing, it's like, I need to own that because... Mm-hmm. In order for me to learn, I need to stay teachable. In order to be teachable, I need to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and just what you were talking about, in order for me to access power, I have to admit my powerlessness. Because mm-hmm. as long as I think I have power of myself, why would I want any other power? I'm just fine, right? And so mm-hmm. in the same way, it's like... um the difference between step one and step 11, you know, in step one, I give up power. That's not real power, but was killing me. In step 11, I sought through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God. So I can have power to go help someone else by Mm -hmm. being the best version of me that's possible. And I think you're empowering women. Your goal is, is to seek as much power that's real power so you can share that power with others. And that's one of the things that Mm -hmm. really intrigues me about your journey. And, 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 you know, and when we were going into that full on intensity, you know, for me, I'm definitely recognizant of the fact, you know, yeah, I turned, you know, I turned my will and life over to the care and protection of a power greater than myself. But that does not mean that I could sit back and, and, you know, more shall be revealed and watch my life unravel before my very eyes. Right. Right. I can't sit there and be complacent. Half measures avail me nothing. I yeah. fucking lived half, half assured, half <laughs> my entire, yeah. my almost 28, 28 years of my life. Yeah. Right. Faith without works is dead. But I'll tell you what, faith with works is alive and thriving. You know, and, and I love how you, you, you've taken science and you've translated it into an emotional, spiritual journey because Sir Isaac Newton in his three basic laws of motion, the first law is that things that are at rest tend to stay at rest. Things that are in motion tend to stay in motion. And, and that's why when you, when you talk about resting on your laurels, you know, eventually our laurels uh, become insignificant because like bread, if I don't use the bread, it becomes stale. If I don't have an outlet for the water, it becomes stagnant and undrinkable. You know, mm-hmm. we always have to be flowing. We always have to be moving. Matter of fact, some of the greatest water and you love nature and you get out some of the greatest water you could ever drink is is water that's in a brook in a stream that's going and being filtered by rocks and you put yeah. your cup over that that moving water that almost knocks the cup out of your hand because it's so fierce in its travel and yet it is the most pure healthy water to drink possible because of the very nature 
of its of its arrival and transport. And that's what we try to do in recovery. It's funny that you should mention that because that, that brings me back to in, in early, you know, in my in my early days when I just first uh, came into recovery, you know, I was always so pretentious about what I put. You know, I, I was a pretentious, you know, junkie and alcoholic, you know, like only the best <laughs> for my nose. It had to be like the premium whiskey. And by the end of it, like, let's get real. People, it was like, yeah, it was bar level scotch. I, I, I was getting served notices of foreclosure on my condo, you know, working for a deputy head, like the highest level bureaucrat you could have in the federal government right um and and almost having me and my daughter in near homelessness right like um so i didn't have any any money to show at the by the end right but but alex always had to have the best of the best but it's funny in early recovery because i remember i would always be sitting there like drinking and stuff and and being like who drinks water anyways but here I am, first few days of early recovery. I live by, by uh, Wakefield, Quebec, a beautiful area up here um, in, in Quebec. So I am in Canada, by the way. So beautiful area. And there's actually a natural spring. And I would go fill up my four liters there. And I would only drink that water. And I was like, here I am, first of all, always saying that, like, who drinks water anyways? Now I've come into recovery. You know, I've totally replaced my pretentious drinking with pretentious water drinking. You know, sure. it had to be from the spring. It had to be from Wakefield, Quebec. It, like, I would not drink any other water. Anyways, so that's, that's really funny that you made that yeah. analogy with the water. Um, no, and see, and see that to... To a person like you and me, that makes absolute sense because again, <laughs> we're 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 not stopping we're being more. We're 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 just shifting what our more is. I'm still I still have obsessive compulsive disorder. Ask anyone who knows me, right? It's just what I'm obsessed about. About yeah, and and obviously, yeah. you know, I say that tongue in cheek because we do need balance. We can't be overweighted. You know, one of the reasons that a slinky goes down the stairs is because of the weight causes it to go downstairs and it's and it's really off balance that really makes it move so we try to achieve what what uh, Bradshaw calls homeostasis right where we have a balance in the course of our of our recovery our life and that's what you know because we never know what someone is going to be attracted to right so we try to be balanced in the emotional the mental the physical and the spiritual because a person we're working with or a person that God directs to us may be, may be uh, uh, deficient in that area, and yet they see in us, right? So one person may see your physicality and the beauty of your body and your nature and what you've done. Maybe they see that as a point of attraction where another person sees you as a person in the midst of calamity, seems calm and know that there's going to be a solution regardless, mm -hmm. right? And so... Different people see us for different ways and they like us or are attracted to us from where they're, they're stationed in life, right? Mm -hmm. We dictate, mm -hmm. dictate that, but God does, right? Yeah. So again, you know, and, and I think you hit on some, some key elements there, you know, and again, going back for me, like transformation, absolutely being a um, uh, recovery, absolutely being a transformative process, you know, and um, coming back to that aligned, balanced and harmonious state of self, right? Mind, body, soul. Um, so, you know, the mental, the emotional, the physical and the spiritual, um, and taking a holistic approach to my holistic being, my entire being, my well-being, right? 
And so I always say, you know, when I was saying that that woman that I used to represent that 28, you know, 28 years culmination of substance abuse over 28, 28 years, going on uh, 50. Uh, abusing, abusing her, abusing, abusing herself in the very process, yeah. right? In, incomprehensible demoralization, demoralizing myself, degrading myself, downplaying myself as a human being, as a woman, as a mother, as an individual. So I always say, you know, I, I was never on a, you know, it's not about the weight loss, but the life gained. Um, you know, I, I was never that. on it. I was never on a diet. I'm on a lifestyle change. Recovery is a lifestyle to me. My life, my style, you don't see it, but I do wear um, recovery gear or sober uh, yeah, so recovery yeah. style apparel every day, uh, except at work. You know, it, 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 if my friends made made uh, business attire, I'd probably be wearing it. But, you know, <laughs> I, I wear my medallion around my neck, my dual pendant I, everywhere I go. You know, um, I, I, I wear my recovery loud and yeah. proud. Um, but, uh, but also, you know, and, and I might be half the size I used to be, but I'm two times the woman, mother, individual, and human being I ever was. I used to be a human doing today. I'm a human being. I used to merely exist today. I actually freaking live, you know, you know, gosh, I, you know, as we're chatting, and we folks, we chatted about fifty minutes offline before we started recording. Uh, just the more I, the more I talk to you and hear you share, uh, the more we were designed to be friends. And one of the greatest messages I've ever heard is to be. You know, and I'm so glad. It's so important to understand that we are a human being not a human doing because that a human doing relies on how someone responds to the external robert to be means i am satisfied i'm happy with who i am from the inside and if i'm happy and I'm putting words in your mouth. Correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm happy and honestly happy with where I am, my actions will reflect it. And you will be happy with me as well. And if you're not, that's okay. Because I can't live my life wondering whether or not you find pleasure in me. Because otherwise, mm -hmm. there has to be 30, 40, 50 versions of who I am. Because everyone will view me a little differently and have an expectation of what I do or what I don't do. But yeah. if I am doing the best I can for me, knowing that I will affect you at the end of the day, I'm happy. And do you know, I actually did a podcast on this. To be, oftentimes people use that, think that that is a sedentary position. To be to relax, to sit down, to rest on. But actually, if you look at that word be in the dictionary, there's an action that's associated with being. So as we are being, we are acting. And folks, go look at that grammatically. You'll see a dictionary.com or search that word out. To be is not to rest on the laurels, but to be is to act. We, we be first and we act as a direct result to that being. So I'm so glad you you brought that out because we are human beings. We're not human doings. 
doings. And I think, you know, you, uh, a few things out of that resonated with me, you know, definitely going back to, um, again, you know, everything beginning and ending in the mind, first of all, right? So, so even, you know, greatest, you know, um, most revolutionary change for me as well, you know, um, so greatest revelation was definitely an admonition to self, but most revolutionary change for me was um, taking it into faith-based thinking, uh -huh. you know, that, that there is a power greater than myself, that, you know, I'm but a mere, again, the, in this admonition to self, you know, I'm but a mere speck in the grander scheme of things, because like you, Trust me, you know, a lot of my issues stemmed from my ego and, yeah. you know, the ism and alcoholism, I self and me, and I'll yeah. always put a hyphen mark in the word disease. I have a dis-ease of self. I'm not comfortable within of within or by myself, you know, and, um, but even faith-based thinking, you know, um, that belief in something greater than me, that's all up here. That is all no. up here. Right. And, you know, in the, the doctor's opinion, right? Um, a psychic change is required. Yes. A psychic change is required to emotionally cope with life on life's terms. You know, it, it talks about a psychic change, which is sufficient to bring about recovery. Recovery, you know, yeah. And, and, and folks, whether you're new or relatively new to recovery, Alex and I on more than one occasion have mentioned faith, have mentioned a belief in a higher power. You know, they told me early on, we have good news and bad news. Uh, the bad news is you must believe in a power greater than yourself. And I said, well, what could be the good news? And they said, the power can be anything that you want. Wherever you find power. For some of us, Alex, the, the power is in, is in the group. For some of us, mm -hmm. it's in a tide. For some of us, it's, it's in the, the power of, of snow falling. For some of us, the power is in a sunrise, in a sunset. What, whatever we can find and relate to as a power that can, it can't be a doorknob because that power must do for me what I can't do for myself. And the last time I checked, the only reason a doorknob works is because I put my hand on it, right? So if my mm -hmm. higher power is a doorknob, I'm the higher power because it does not operate without me and it can't do anything for me that I'm not doing for it. Right. So let that be a disclaimer. If, if someone says your higher power can be a doorknob, run away from them as quickly as possible. <laughs> you don't want you don't want anything that they have. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Having said that, that, you know, in the next four to five minutes, Alex, that we're talking, I want to talk about your empowerment journey and how that translates to women that you meet along, specifically women, because that is your mission. That is your that is your passion. That is your journey. So let's talk about that. And I'll just give you the floor and share with me what you're doing for the inside that you can affect those that you meet on the outside. Outside. So I guess too, you know, just to relate it back, you know, that happiness that, that you were talking about, right? And, and for me today, I definitely now know, you know, all that happiness, that love, that external validation, that being a part of, you know, that, that those were all my issues too, you know, um, and what led me to obviously um, substance abuse and addiction and, and what have you. you could give me anything. I'll be addicted to it. If my sure. behavioral patterns and my character defects, and I don't really like calling them defects, but my character defenses are in that state of, of, of affairs, right? If I'm in that, if my mind space is in that 
uh-huh. that space, you know, you give me anything, anything could be an addiction. Right. But, um, you know, funny enough, everything that I was seeking in that next, you know, in that next baggie of Coke, in that next bottom of a whiskey bottle, in the next guide, fuck or frequent, you know, you, you name it. Sure. You know, it was all within me that whole time. Yeah. Right. So happy, happiness is actually a byproduct of a life well lived. Right. And then if I go back again now to recovery as a transformative process, um, you know, and that life well lived part, you know, abstinence is but one piece of the equation, yes. right? Abstinence is just one part of it. However, you know, improving our health and our wellness, thereby improving our quality of lives. And being sober and or clean is not the goal. The right. goal is to love, to love ourselves enough to come to that place of self-love to live lives unaddicted. So for me, a lot of the power comes from, you know what? Self-care is self-love. Self-love is self-respect. Self-respect is self-discipline. And once you have those four under your belt, there lie true higher self and higher power. And they're all connected. I love how you put them in, in order that's important to you because there is a, a connectability. There needs to be a connection. There needs to be a path. Like every rung in the ladder is secured by the same side rails. Mm-hmm. There's a connection, even though maybe one step doesn't touch each other because we progress, they're all held together in the same fashion. And, and, yeah. And, and I see that in your life because there's a, a great consistency in your life. And I think I would imagine that, that people do a double take on you. Because originally they're attracted to your bodybuilding, your physique, your your insistence on enjoying life. And then they come to know you a little bit better. And some are probably intimidated because they're not ready for it. But some are probably very intrigued and they, they can't draw nearer to you fast enough. Because go back to empowering women because women have been set aside for far too long. And 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 mm-hmm. almost giving women permission to access power they already own is is that transformation we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, and that comes back to that comes back to you know belief belief in the higher power, but also belief in oneself, right? Yes. And um, and enabling women, you know, and I think through through. And I don't just work with women, you know, uh, but obviously like as, as sure. in the program and stuff and my sponsees and stuff, they're all women. I don't believe in the co-ed thing, but you know, like Agreed. in terms of my, in terms of my, my health coaching and my lifestyle coaching, right. And, and working with other recovery. I only work with other recovering addicts and alcoholics like myself, right. My journey, um, you know, to reach our optimal health and wellness goals, you know, behavioral habit change again everything beginning and ending in the mind right behavioral habit change um creating those you know sustainable lifestyle choices empowering ourselves to make those health conscious and wise decisions for ourselves to reach our optimal health and wellness goals and live lives unaddicted right 
So as much as I'm addicted to bettering myself, I'm addicted to helping others better themselves, right? And that's where I go into my work with, um, you know, my, my, my ultimate service work. And I think, you know, we, you had hit it on the nail, you know, and the, um, the, sorry, my daughter was leaving, so I was just waving to her. So, um, you know, that, that bit about action, you know, and it speaks a lot about action in, in both the big book and in the 12 and 12, you know, action, um, gratitude and action, you know, for me, um, we, we, we only get so many chances before our chances run out. So yeah. I've been given the gift to recover. I've been given the chance to recover. To me, it's a gift. And that's the way I approach it, you know, treat it as such, live it accordingly. I've been given the gift, the recovery life chose me, mm -hmm. you know, and, and what I've been offered so freely, generously and graciously offered, I have to give back in order for me to keep it. Yeah. Right? So with Sober Active Canada, which is actually a national nonprofit recovery based yes. community for those addicted to bettering themselves up in here in Canada. So on Instagram, again, you can find us at Sober Active Canada, but it's all around that lifestyle management bit, nourishing and strengthening our recovery through, you know, nutrition, fitness. Um, I think you'll appreciate this, obviously, you know, like coming into recovery to ensure long-term sustainable yeah. recovery, you know, and, and, you know, there are so many different elements. Like I was telling you, right. I have a three pronged dis-ease. I have a mental obsession, a physical compulsion and a spiritual malady. I cannot escape not attacking those three elements on the yeah. daily. So I got to do the mental exercise. I got to do the spiritual exercise. I got to do the physical exercise, you know, for me, my daily reprieve is absolutely contingent upon not just my spiritual maintenance, but my physical and my mental emotional maintenance as well. Um, so that's what I like to call the sober grind, you know, that mental, physical, spiritual exercise on the daily. And when we go back to that alignment and balanced and harmonious state of self, re recognizing that your mind, body and soul are interconnected, are interrelated, are, are synergetically working together, right? So for me, my trifecta program, you know, and that mind, body, soul element, it's like a three-legged stool. You take one of those yeah. legs away, the stool collapses, right? Yes. So I will go off kilter if I'm not balancing out. And I could tell when I start, you know, too much focus is going into the physical aspect, too much is focus is going into the spiritual, you know, and it's finding that sweet spot sure. <laughs> to ensure my, my highest frequency vibe on the daily, right? Now, what is, as we close today, what, what is your message? What would you say to women one woman has been sober a while, but hasn't experienced a physical transformation, but knows she needs to. And the other person who is wondering if they can even get sober or live a, a different life themselves. They, they, they believe the lie for so long, it's become their truth. So first of all, a woman who's been around for a while and is ready to take that next step into reclaiming her body. And her, and her physical health, and the other person who's coming into recovery for the first time, wondering if they can even do this thing. What, what is your dual, your dual message to those women? I guess both of them is, is, really, is really the same message again, right? And, and that having belief in oneself, you know, 
Um, and you know what, if, if you're listening right now and you are a newcomer or you are looking um, for that, that physical transformation or a spiritual transformation or whatever transformation along, what, whatever juncture point you are at in your journey, right? Um, if you can't believe in yourself, know that I believe in you. Robert believes in you. There's a whole community out there that yes. believes in you, you know, and I think it comes down to that, that critical piece is belief in self. We are amazing hu human beings when we allow ourselves to be. Yes. We are capable of nothing but amazingness if we allow ourselves to be. It's about pushing and stretching ourselves beyond, beyond any self-limiting beliefs. You know, and, and I like that because oftentimes, and we, we've agreed without saying it, uh, I will tell people I work with, whether sponsoring or, or coaching, I make sure that they know that there's nothing that I can give them that's going to allow for their greatness. Everything they need, they already possess. Possess. My goal is to help them find it and ignite it and actuate it. But they, they already own everything that they need to, to realize their personal greatness. And I, and I think that's what you just said. In your journey of helping them self-discover. Yeah, helping them self-discover because like I said, this is a self-discovery journey, you know, and and striving for that greatness, you know, being better versions than our yesterday self, you know, not just being, but also doing, you know, to, to do and be better than our yesterday self. And that's what this is, right? And and uncovering ourselves tapping into our tapping into our potentialities and capabilities and fulfilling them and actualizing them and realizing them and recognizing them. Yeah. Again, we are amazing human beings if we allow ourselves to be. And, um, and you know, anything, anything is absolutely possible. Look at me, 28 years, the latter part full throws of active addiction, you know, um, 225 pounds, decorated competitive bodybuilder today, that anything is possible, <laughs> but most of all, most of all, recovery is possible. And yes. again, when we go back to it and that self-love piece, because I have a lot of newcomers or a lot of my girls, I like to call them my girls, my sponsors, yeah. a lot of my girls coming into the program or, or new to new to recovery or, you know, a lot of, a lot of women that I talk to that are in, in early uh, sobriety, um, they'll always say that they have such a hard time um, coming to that place of self-love, you know, and acceptance and forgiveness and awareness and, and everything that comes with it. But I say just the simple fact that you're having a discussion with me here today and that you're, you know, starting this journey of yours, guess what? Most radical act of self-love is recovery and is sobriety. You have just made the most radical act of self-love for yourself. So you do have it within you to come to that place of love. And that's where the journey begins. One more time, Alex, how can people reach out to you? And if they, and if they message you, DM you on Instagram, do you respond to that? Will you get back to them? Because a lot of times, I, 
I have a question, but maybe I don't want to appear vulnerable or stupid or weak. So I may want to message you directly to get some of your insight yeah. and some of your support. Uh, and you'll get back yeah. to people that way as well, correct? I, yes. And I end, I end all my podcasts, interviews, or even my lives, because I actually go do lives and, and do my own thing on both Sober Active Canada and my personal page. So again, my personal page is Alexi. Talbot, A-L-E-X-Y-T-A-L-B-O-T underscore healthy XXL. You can also find me and um, uh, our recovery-based community up here in Canada, except don't let the Canada fool you. It's recovery without borders now, thanks to the pandemic. So at Sober Active Canada, please reach out. You are not in this alone. And if you can't believe in yourself right now, I will, you know, I'll believe in you. Robert believes in you. There's a whole community out there that believes in you. If you don't like what I said or what you heard here, nothing resonates with you. You don't identify with anything that doesn't seem like there's any similarities. You know what? Please just reach out. It can be the scariest thing you got to do. Trust me. I was there April 22nd, 2017. But that there is so much courage and vulnerability and there is so much strength in seeking the help that it is that you so desperately needed. Because trust me, I, I so desperately needed that help that day, you know, and had I not reached out that again, most radical act of self-love, reaching out and getting the help I so desperately needed, but just please reach out. And I do respond and I do respond to all my DMs. Well, folks, as you can see, and Alex, thank you so much for your time. I was really excited when we first chatted about this opportunity and, and how the conversation would go. And, and I sort of creeped on you a little bit to find out a little bit more about your transformational background. And, and everything I saw, I was so impressed because what we do and what we hope for others and what others have shown us who've gone before us is a commitment to becoming, as you've said, that best possible version of ourselves, so we can have a positive impact on whoever God chooses to put in our path. And for that, we are responsible. Um, mm -hmm. So I thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you for your message. Thank you for helping me in my journey, my desire that women become more empowered. And thank you for being a part of that message. Folks, uh, you know how to get in touch with Alex uh, through her personal and through her uh, ministry uh, of, of, of sobriety. Uh, please reach out, uh, find out what they can do for you, what she can do for you, and maybe even what you can do to contribute to her empowering women as so much as her journey uh, is, um, is committed to. Uh, Find me on recoveryguy.org for blogs and podcasts. Remember Susie, my Al-Anon friend, she'll be writing a blog very soon, probably the first week in October. You won't want to miss the wisdom that uh, she gets from her experience in Al-Anon. Uh, also, a Recovery Guy podcast. And then every Wednesday at 1226 Mountain Standard Time, I also publish on my YouTube channel, Real Recovery Guy. Uh, as we enter into uh, our recovery journey. So many of us are broken. And as you know, my motto is becoming, going from broken to whole. And we got broken apart, but we get whole together. Be blessed. Have a great day. Thank you very much for being a part of this. And Alex, thank you again for being a part of this journey. <laughs>